the Small Queendom Podcast, episode 52. You're listening to the Small Queendom Podcast with me, Leah Graham, wellness advocate, self-healer, entrepreneur, and Enneagram 3. Tune in each week for holistic personal development and wellness, the Enneagram, and other lifestyle topics. Basically, I like to talk to people, try things, and share here to help you rule your queendom with ease. If you like the show, be sure to hit the subscribe button and share it with a friend. This is a friendly reminder to unclench your jaw, relax your eyes, and simply take a few slow, deep breaths. I don't know about you, but I frequently find myself holding on to tension in my body throughout the day, and I have found a quick hack to relax my parasympathetic system. Along with taking a few slow, deep breaths, I use an essential oil blend called Breathe. It's this beautiful, invigorating blend of laurel, eucalyptus, peppermint, cardamom, lemon, and more. It is so impressive at how it works to calm me down and fill my lungs with beautiful oxygen. I also love to add it along with lavender to my diffuser at nighttime for this perfect blend of rest and clear breathing. Or I'll quickly rub it to my chest or my neck right before a workout or a long day working on projects in the office. Breathe, along with lavender, are one of the 10 essential oils included in the Home Essential Starter Kit by doTERRA. I get it. Essential oils are an investment in your health, but I promise you nothing else comes close to elevating the way I take care of myself, my family, and how I show up for my life like essential oils. What's great is when you choose a kit, it includes a 25% discount for a whole year and it includes access to my exclusive online oil community for support. For more info and a purchase, go to smallqueendom.com slash buy oils. For U.S. listeners, at checkout, be sure to add code podcast to receive a set of six premium rollerballs to make your own blends. Not in the U.S.? No problem. You can still get these shipped to you around the world. When you buy doTERRA oils through me, you'll get as much personal guidance as you need to start incorporating these oils in your home. The page is smallqueendom.com slash buy oils. Inhale and breathe. Empowering women. It's something we hear a lot of these days. Also, we hear a lot about leadership and what it means to step into our role as a leader. And really, this is where the episode collides for me today. I would like to say that a lot of us have a goal of being a leader and to empower other women, encouraging other people with our stories and offering our gifts as an act of service. To me, Emily Wright is truly the epitome of what it means to be a leader, to stand in her strengths, and to be herself unabashedly. Emily Wright is today's guest, and she is one of the founding executives of doTERRA International. When I first began my podcast, I made a bucket list of guests, and Emily was right at the top of it. I remember the first time I heard Emily speak over six years ago at doTERRA's convention. I knew I wanted to be a part of what she was doing to change the world. And for the past six and a half years, I have looked up to Emily for not only having the guts to start a now multi-billion dollar global company, but she does business in a new way with so much heart while keeping her integrity. And she's an incredible wife. She's a mama. And she is a friend to so many people. Emily's story revolves around the idea of believing in her dreams and going to work with love and service every single day. Emily leads with so much heart 
And yet she is laser sharp in her mission of bringing essential oils to every home, giving back on a large scale through her foundation, the Healing Hands Foundation, and lifting up families all around the world. I'd like to add that she is the only woman on the founding executive team with six other incredibly impressive men who I also hold in high regard. A lot of times we think of people on the receiving end of oils, you and me, but that is only half of the story of doTERRA. There are real people on the other side of these oils. Emily is on the front lines, visiting the far corners of the world where we source our oils. She gets belly to belly, eye to eye, holds their hand, and listens to their stories. So many of the people who harvest or gather our plants for oil production are women, many of them carrying burdens and heartaches just like you and me and maybe even on a grander scale. And yet we all have something in common. We dream to create a better life for our families. And this is whether it's you or me sitting in our homes or a woman in Nepal after the earthquake in Madagascar in the jungle, in Kenya tilling new land in the mountains of Haiti, Somaliland, Paraguay, or the deep Amazon of Brazil. doTERRA employs almost 100,000 people sourcing over 100 oils from over 40 countries around the globe while creating sustainable jobs, providing reliable income, ethical treatment of our suppliers, fair and on-time payment. This is a company made up of women, and it is led by a truly remarkable woman. I'd like to describe Emily as not only a leader or a leader of leaders, but she is truly the leader to leaders of leaders. I think you'll get a lot out of the stories Emily shares with us today about doTERRA's true origin, the lessons she's learned along the way, and how she continues to show up for people she meets day after day after day. I find myself just sitting and listening to um, her share her heart with me for most of this time. I felt like she was directly talking to me, and we just happened to be recording. And I even get choked up during one part. Let's see if you can point that out. Emily, I am so grateful for your time. Thank you for being on the podcast. Be sure that you take a screenshot of this while you're listening and tag me over on Instagram at smallqueenonpodcast, and you can also tag Emily at right to dream. And lastly, be sure to share this with a friend who needs to remember to believe in her dreams. Hi, Emily. Thank you for joining me on the Small Queen Known Podcast. Hi, Leah. So happy to be with you today. Listen, recently I was in a Facebook group and they asked if you could sit down and have dinner or a conversation with anyone, who would it be? And I said it would be Emily Wright. So this is definitely uh, a super treat for me. Oh, well, let's do this. <laughs> so I have a lot of things that I want to really like talk to you about, about you know belief and vulnerability and sacrifice. But I think to give the listeners a little bit of context, I would love for you to just take a minute or two and share with us how really doTERRA came to be and how, Emily, was it essential oils that you chose to believe in and say, this is it, this is what I'm doing. So so in order to get to that, I have to go back even before doTERRA began, which was 10 years before that. Um, I had a neighbor of mine that came to my door and he said, I really feel that you're supposed to start working for this new little startup essential oil company. And I thought, what in the world is an essential oil? I had no clue. Now, I'd grown up using herbs, but never knew what an essential oil was. And so I'm thinking voodoo medicine. And uh, anyway, so I told him, no, thanks. I wasn't interested. He was very, very persistent. 
and would not leave me alone until finally one day I just gave him my resume just to get him to leave me alone. And I got a call the next day and they asked me to come in for an interview. I thought, oh no, this is the last thing I wanted to happen. I had a great job. I loved what I was doing. I was super happy. And I knew if I didn't go that he would be very persistent and in, in asking why. So I thought, well, I'll just go to the interview and see what it's see what it's all about. Uh, they were in um, an, a kind of an abandoned schoolhouse that they were renovating, and it was just a tiny little company at that time. And as they they interviewed me, um, they they were interviewing me for a management position, and they said, "Listen, if you will take this other position, which was um, an executive assistant position, we'll pay you more money." And I was in management already with the company that I was with. And I thought, why in the world would I take a step back in my career like that? That was a hard pill for me to swallow. And they said, we will pay you more money and you'll understand why we're willing to pay you more money uh, as you step into this position. So they gave me an offer I couldn't refuse. I said yes. And I still had no idea what essential oils were. So as I uh, I was introduced to essential oils, I had them sitting on my countertop for probably about three months. I started researching them, but I really didn't understand completely how to use them until my daughter got sick. She was an infant at the time. This is the daughter who now just had a baby. Oh goodness! It was a long, long time ago. But um, anyway, she uh, she had a fever of 104 degrees, and I was using Western medicine trying to deal with it. I had no luck. And I started to get really scared as a mom, knowing that I needed to do something very, very quickly. So it was either the emergency room or I had read that peppermint would bring a body's temperature within normal range. So I took a little bit. I didn't even know where to apply it at that time. So I applied some on the bottoms of her feet, a little bit on her abdomen. And I watched that temperature come within normal range within about five minutes. And that was my aha moment to say, okay. There's something here that you need to pay attention to. And so I just immersed myself in all the research that was available. Back then, it was mostly in French. I don't speak French, but I kind of made my way through it. And I was just enamored. I couldn't get enough. And I kept testing it on my kids and on myself, seeing if these oils really did what, what the scientists claimed they could do. And I, I was blown away. They could do more than what the scientists had been able to to discover. So for me, I really made a profession out of teaching people how to become well using natural remedies. And that was my full passion. I did quickly understand why they were willing to pay me more to to sit in that position. Um, They kind of um, rotated through through CEOs, kind of like water, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, so I found myself either training up a CEO or kind of sitting in a position of being acting CEO, um, many of those first six years. And then I was uh, put on the executive board, and I was introduced there by a gentleman by the name of David Sterling. And uh, he had been asked um, to to fulfill that, that role of CEO. He'd been with the company for just a short time. And he um, he came to me and he said, Emily, I can see that half of the company sits underneath you I can't do this alone. I need your help in order to take the company to the new heights we want to take it to when you join me on this executive board. And that was such an awesome experience for me because Dave is one of my greatest mentors. He has taught me so much. So grateful to to have worked with that man. And 
So my time uh, with that company came to an end after 10 years. We had a run on the executive team for for the last four years that I was there. Uh, We were able to triple the size of the company, get it to a stable financial position. But for me, if I were to continue going down that path, my my integrity would have been compromised. I couldn't, I couldn't be a part of it anymore. So anyway, I found myself coming home to be a mom. I had four children at that time. My youngest was just a year old. It's crazy. She's going to be a teenager next month, but she was just a year old at the time. And so I was excited to be that stay-at-home mom that I'd always wanted to, to be and wanted to try that out. But um, you say, how did you know that belief, how did that get started? Uh, started as a seed really in my heart. It was my husband that um, first planted that seed when he said, there's something you're supposed to do with David Sterling and, and Dr. Hill. Now, David Sterling had um, had been let go from the company because his vision no longer aligned with the with the owners, which that's their, their prerogative. Um, and I resigned shortly thereafter. So neither one of us were with the company anymore. Um, Dr. Hill had been over the science and education department for the company and had left for the same reasons that I had. And so we all kind of found ourselves in this position where we didn't know where life was going to take us. And my husband said, there's something you're supposed to do with David Sterling and Dr. Hill. And I said, no, no, I just want to be home with my babies. I don't want to hear what you have to say. Leave me alone. And my husband is very, very humble. He was at that time, he was a police officer. He since retired, but um, just a humble, humble cowboy. And he kept coming back to me until finally one day he grabbed me. He said, there's something you're supposed to do with Dave Sterling and Dr. Hill with these oils. I said, what do you mean? What, what oils? The oils I've been using don't work like they used to work. I've tried all the brands out there. There's no essential oil that meets the quality standards that we need for our family. I don't think they exist. And Corey said to me, I know, you're supposed to find them. And then he said something very profound to me. He said, you need to quit thinking with your head and start thinking with your heart. And that moment, everything shifted for me. I saw such a grand vision of what it was that we were supposed to create. Now, not as grand as it is today, but it was just enough to get me to step forward into the dark. And so I called Dave Sterling. And you have to understand that that call was terrifying for me. Because this is a man that I had put up on this pedestal, although we had worked in concert with one another as as partners and sitting on that board, he was a man that I really saw as my mentor. And so to call him to see, right, if if he had the same vision that I had, that was a little bit scary for me. And as I called and I cast this vision of, hey, what if we could go out into the world and source the most pure essential oils to really get the results we've always known we could receive from them? And what if we could really take this to the world in a mainstream fashion so that everyone could understand how to integrate natural remedies into their, into their lifestyle? And as I shared this vision with Dave, he got so excited. It's like, Emily, we've got to talk. We've got to get together. And as I called Dr. Hill and shared the same vision with him, he started to laugh. And I said, why are you laughing? I'm serious. This isn't funny. And he said, no, I'm laughing because I was just getting ready to call you and ask you the very same question. No way. Yeah. So 
so anyway, so that's really, that's where it started. It was that initial conversation between the three of us. And it was just, just exploring the what ifs and, and following our heart and knowing where it is we were supposed to go and to see where it's come from that moment until today. It's, it's amazing. And I'm so excited to be a part of it. So really it was Corey, your husband speaking that life in that dream into you. That was the turning point. That was the turning point. Yes. And and we all say, thank you, Corey. (laughs) (laughs) But I had to get out of my own way. Mm -hmm. Right. As he shared that with me multiple times, my mind was closed. I wasn't ready to receive it. And I had to open my mind and my heart to receive it and to know the truth. And so when you needed to take those first few steps and have that initial conversation with Dave Sterling and then even call Dr. Hill and you said you were feeling afraid, I mean, did it take you some time to gain up that courage or did you do it with shaking hands? Because I think so many of us feel afraid about a lot of things. Of course, I did it with shaking hands. It was it was really in that moment when I felt it in my heart and my whole body felt it. I knew that this is exactly what I was supposed to do. And for me, I couldn't wait. I knew that I could talk myself out of it if I waited. And so I picked the the phone up immediately and called Dave right there in that moment. That's wonderful. I think so often when we are scared, we talk ourselves out of it, right? And we fall back into that comfort zone. But there's no progress. There's no joy when we stay in our comfort zone. So wise. So how has the dream that you initially had of, of doTERRA, how has it actually maybe been different than uh, what it is now in reality? Like what has been really unexpected for you? <laughs> well, it's so much bigger than we ever imagined. <laughs> I think had we seen the size that doTERRA is today when we first started, I think it would have terrified us. And I really believe we're only allowed to see what, what we need to see in the moment. And as we step into the dark with, with courage, you know, then we're shown more along the way as we continue to take those steps forward. But, you know, as we initially started, we, we envisioned families really becoming empowered and taking, you know, taking this new lifestyle on and really empowering moms because I've been in those shoes where I've been that mom where I wasn't empowered, where I didn't know what to do. For me, I was trained to go to the physician and do exactly what he told me to do to to give my child this pill and this syrup. And, And I didn't know that there was anything outside of that. And now to know that the power is in my hands, that I get to do what's right for my children. That doesn't mean we don't go to physicians anymore. I'm so grateful for the physicians that are out there. They are there in our times of need and they're well-trained and gifted. But as a mother, now I get to know what's best for my children, to know what's going on with them emotionally, mentally, physically, even spiritually, and to know exactly what they need in that moment. And I always say with essential oils, they give us the excuse to connect with one another. I get to lay my hands on my children. I get to apply oils to their feet and to their back to spend that bonding time with them. It's such a nurturing time. I get to do that for Corey. I get to do that with others as I take their hands and I put oils into their hands and I get to look into their eyes and we get to connect on such an intimate level and really know one another. 
And in this world today where technology rules, we forget that. And we desperately, as human beings, we need to connect. We need to hold the hand of another. We need to look into one another's eyes. And that's what, that's really what doTERRA is all about, is, is bringing us back to that connection. Well, Emily, you certainly embody just that. I, I wanted to bring right what you just said up. You know, I've, I've, I've been able to see you in a crowd of thousands and in a crowd of, you know, a couple dozen. And it doesn't matter. You are always hand in hand with someone, eyeball to eyeball, you know, inches from their face, looking into their soul and just listening to them and holding space for them and speaking life and belief. And I want to talk about that for a minute because you do it over and over. It's like you have this this brimming cup of energy and love for people. It doesn't matter if there's a line of a hundred. Like, how have you come to a place where you can give like that all the time and you can believe in everyone that's standing in front of you? So we look at, um, you've done the strength finders test, right? Yes. So my number two strength is maximizer. And so with the maximizer, maximizers love to um, take good things and make them great, right? And to really see the potential in other people. And that, that definitely is one of my gifts is I get to love people for where they are, but I also get to see their potential and help breathe belief into them to help them rise up to that potential. That's, that's one of the most favorite things that I, that I get to do. But when you say, how do you have the energy and the love to, to pour into all of those people? I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, I shared a story. Um, I was at convention. We had you know about 30,000 people there and I had spoken already. Um, the first day is a three day event. As we came to the third day, I was supposed to close the event, and we had um, we had a recognition line that came through. So I was hugging people and celebrating with them of all that they had accomplished. And as after I finished that receiving line, my whole body just went limp, and it was all of the um, the self doubt thoughts that came in. Right, it was that inner critic coming in to say, "You're not enough. Who are you?" to speak to these people, sorry, you're not worthy. You don't deserve to take that stage. You have nothing worthwhile to share. And I started believing that inner critic to a point that I had to leave the venue. And uh, we have people that are assigned to us at events like that to make sure we get where we're supposed to, to go. And I, I went and uh, his name was Russ. And I said, Russ, I need you to take me back to my hotel room. And he's just looking at me like, but you're supposed to speak in a couple of hours. Like, <laughs> I can't take you away. And I said, you have to take me. And so we went back to my hotel room and I found myself in a fetal position, not able to function at all. Thinking I'm gonna have to ask someone else to give that closing speech because I have nothing that I can offer. And uh, I felt very inspired to reach out to a very dear friend of mine and uh, asked her to come over. And she told me, she said, all of these things that, you, that are in your head are not true. You have one thing that you need to do and one thing only. You simply need to let your life, your light shine. 
and give the message that lives in your heart. Doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Doesn't matter about those people that might think that you don't deserve to take that stage. There's a message that you need to hear. And if there's just one person there that you touch, it's enough. And I've learned through that process that that love comes from a higher source. And for me, it's I, I almost um, I almost have to have a visual of that love pouring into me and pouring out to other people. And because of that, it becomes limitless, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, I just have such love for people. I can see their pain because I've, I've walked through pain. I know pain extremely well. I know fear extremely well. I know doubt intimately, constantly, but I've also learned to overcome those things. And because of that, I can look into the eyes of those who are suffering, who maybe don't believe and, uh, and know what they're going through and help them see what lives inside of them because each and every one of us are created so perfectly, so beautifully, and with such specific purpose. But we get caught in this comparison game, right? We all do it where we look at other people and we see their gifts and their strengths and, and we compare our weaknesses to their strengths. And we always feel that we're not enough, that we don't measure up. I think sometimes even specifically as, as women and as mothers, we get lost into this whole cycle of becoming a mom and we and we lose our identity and we lose our purpose and we kind of just go through the motions of cleaning the house and changing the diapers and taking kids to school and to dance practice and all of those things and all of those things are fantastic and wonderful and such a high honor I'm so grateful that I get to be a mom but we lose ourselves sometimes in the process and it really is that connection with humanity that brings us out of it to recognize what our own true gifts are, our own divine gifts. And so, they're very special and very unique for each and every one of us. I mean, that was so incredible and beautiful. So if, when you are facing a hard day where the doubt is crippling, oh, the yeah. fear is at your door, right? the critic is loud... Are yes. you tapping into the vision of love or what do you return to? <laughs> it's a couple of different things. Most specifically, it's gratitude, right? Um, when you realize all that, all that you have and all that you've been given and you go to that place where you're giving gratitude. And the second thing is, uh, is service. Like I always go out and say, okay, who can, who can I serve? Who can I do something nice for, right? Because sometimes we get so focused on self and we pull ourselves out of that. Um, it, it brings that joy and light back into our, into our life. And it's also human connection. Mm -hmm. I crave it. I have to have it. And sometimes we feel like we've got to carry this mantle all on our own. And life can feel really heavy. We can get overwhelmed. We can burn ourselves out. It's crippling. And when we realize that, that mantle can be light, right? When we, when we simply unlock the gifts that lie inside of us and, and let that potential out and, and live authentically. And that's one thing that's super important to me is that it's okay to be me, mm -hmm. right? 
I've got lots of imperfections. I do a lot of things wrong. I make a lot of mistakes along the way. But when you can kind of give yourself permission to live full out and be authentic, there are people that are going to be completely repelled by that. Yes. You know, I think of a lot of women either in their past, maybe by their parents or someone at school, or maybe their inner critic says, you're, you're too bright. You're too funny. You're too smart. You're right. too, you know, you're light. You're too much. Right. Yes. Those aren't our people. Those are not our people. And those are the people that are going to be repelled by us. Right. And you have to understand when you live a truly authentic life, a purpose-filled life, you will repel people. Awesome. Embrace that. Right. Because you're right. They're not your people. Yeah. But you also will become a magnet for people who are just like you. And you'll realize that you'll build a tribe around you of people that want to follow and be a part of whatever you're doing. And when you are on living a life on fire, people want to be a part of that, right? When there is joy in your heart, when you know where you're going, when you have a very clear vision, people want to lock arms with you and be a part of that. Now, when you're leading from the front, there will be stones thrown at you all day long. People will cast judgments. And you have to know that it's okay to break free of that, that their judgment of you is none of your business. That's on them. Mm. That's their own insecurity speaking, right? And so you just got to leave it to them to deal with that and just continue down that path that you know you're supposed to follow. That's incredible. I wondered if you could tell a story to us of one of our growers or our harvesters that you kind of always remember or made a big impact on you. Maybe it's the woman that harvests pink pepper, or maybe there's another story you could share with us. Which, which one, which one? Mm. So there's one recently. I have so many. I know you do. <laughs> so many. Um, there's a woman by the name of Margaret. She's, uh, she lives near Mount Kenya in the Nanyuki in, uh, in Kenya. And she, she's an amazing woman. You talk about a bright soul, like it is, it is her. And she, she actually has a small little house and had some, some land. This is one of the more developed areas of, of Kenya. And so our, uh, our farm employees took some geranium starts to her and asked her if she'd like to start growing geranium. And of course she's like, I don't know how to do this, you know? And, and, and they said, we'll teach you. And so as they taught her how to grow geranium and they would come weekly and, and check the plants with her and, and teach her how to tend to them and, and uh, make sure they were getting enough water, all of those, all of those good things. And then when it came time to harvest, they came in and, and helped her have that harvest, which she got so excited uh, when she received payment for that harvest because it was so abundant. She never imagined that was possible. So she said, can I, can I have my friends do this? I have many friends that I feel would love to be a part of this. And of course the answer was yes, right? We need more geranium. We would love to have more people a part of this. And there's no upfront cost for them. We, we front the money for the starts and then we pay, we take a little bit out of their uh, final payment with harvest over time. So it's not all in the first payment, it's, it's over time so that they really don't, don't feel that. But they also need to know that there's a value to those starts. We don't want to give it to them just for free either. So when I got to visit her last, uh, let's see, I was there last July, 
she had 64 women that she had had um, mentored and taught how to plant geranium. We provided starts oh to my all goodness. of them. And it was so cool because she had risen up to become a leader in her community. She had money to send her daughter off to college and all of these women, it became very, very social. And they were so excited because they were a part of something so much bigger than themselves. And it gives them a sense of purpose. It gives them an identity and uh, it, it brings them great value. And there's so many stories just like Margaret that I could, that I could turn to, but it's just for me, that's what keeps me going, right? When you put the power into their hands to change their life, to change their circumstances. And we get to do that over and over and over again, every single day. I, I just am in love with this model and, (laughs) you know, I was able to go to Nepal and, right. Oh, it was so incredible to see the girls come in bring the wintergreen, put it on the scale and be paid immediately. And, you know, Emily, there's such a big conversation right now about unequal pay among women and like the unfairness. And I just see like doTERRA just rising up around the world, providing well-paying jobs for women, no matter where they live. Right. Well, I've been in that circumstance, right? I was underpaid because of my gender. I wasn't given the respect. At the first oil company? Because of my gender, yes. But now with doTERRA, we said we have to change this, right? We must empower women. We must make sure that they have voices because when you allow a woman to really let her creativity flow, it's amazing. And we love our men. Absolutely. We love our men, but you see 90% of our wellness advocates in doTERRA are women. And the majority of our growers around the world are women. You go to a place like Nosy Bay. It's a little island off Madagascar. That's where our ylang ylang grows. And as I was there with these women, when you get into these intimate conversations with them, to say, why is this job so important to you? There were a couple of things that, that uh, certainly they wanted to express. One is that it provided for their family. Right? They were the main providers, which is awesome. It's very light work. They're picking blossoms off of trees that have been um, trimmed down to to six feet tall. So it's it's very light work. They can do it in the morning and then have the entire rest of the day to be with their family. Two, it's very social for them. They need the social outlet. So they're laughing and singing with these other women as they gather together every morning. But the third thing that I didn't even realize that hit me to my core was this prevented them from having to sell their bodies in order to provide for their families. Because before this, there was no other way. They had to do that in order to put food on the table and it has given them their dignity back. Wow. Huge. But as we got to sit at this table and say, what what are the needs of these women? How can we better care for them? Certainly we create sustainable jobs and certainly we make sure that we have a happy workplace for them to come to, but what else? They said, there's no, there's no medical care. They have babies with no doctors and, and lives are lost through, through the childcare process. Their children get sick and there's no options. They're on an Island. There's, there's no medical care. And so we set up a clinic. Incredible. And uh, with that clinic, so it's one, one is a mobile clinic where we can go to them and another one is a brick and, brick and mortar clinic. 
So we've provided the doctors, we've provided the midwives, so they're able to go and receive this care. And it's it's so very important. So with with our compact sourcing initiatives, that's something as we you know first started the dream, we didn't see that. We just wanted to go out and source the most pure essential oils around the world. But as we step into that, our, our dreams grow, right? And they become bigger. And then we said, well, we've got to go to the source. We've got to make sure that it's pure. As we went to the source, we got to understand that we have to work directly with these with these harvesters and growers and, and artisans, right, in, in the distillery to make sure that we're taking care of them. And then as you get on that uh, granular level to realize they've got to be able to provide education for their families. They've got to have access to, to medical care. You know, they've, they've got to have community centers where they can come together. All of these different needs that they have, they need clean water. Yes. These things that we can provide and through our Healing Hands Foundation, we're able to provide those needs for them as well. And that was part of the dream. When we started five months into the company, said, what kind of company do we want to be? And that was uh, something we said, we've got to be a company that gives back. So our nonprofit, the Healing Hounds Foundation, came to life at a time where we had no money to mm-hmm. give. We were still holding on by, you know, our fingernails wondering, is this, is it going to work? Right? Is this dream really going to come to fruition? We had five oils at that time that we were sharing with little Avery labels. Like we didn't even have a real company at that point. And yet we're starting a nonprofit and we're personally funding funding it out of our pockets and to see what it has become today and blessing the lives of hundreds of thousands of people. It's it's an awesome thing to behold. So believe in your dreams. <laughs> oh, believe in your dreams. That is believe so wonderful. Yes. Wow. Thank you so much. I have, of course, I have to ask you one oil question before we leave. <laughs> um, of course, I could ask you a lot of oil questions. Um, but what is an oil that you go to over and over for emotional support when you are needing a boost? Motivate. Like, like one of these times that, that we talked about. <laughs> motivate. That is definitely when I need a boost and I need courage, motivate is the one. Yes. I breathe it in. It's over my heart. It's on the back of my neck. Yeah, I basically slather myself with Motivate. But another one that I go to is Rose. Rose is is the the oil of self-love. And if you have enough self-love, then you have an outpouring, an abundance of love to give to other people as well. And so I always like to put Rose over my heart. Wonderful. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. Um, I will be... I will be sure to link up your social media uh, in the show notes and awesome. all the ways that they can find you. Um, anything else that you want to say before we go? I just want to say I adore you, Leah. You, you are one of those individuals that I connected with immediately when we met. And I saw that light shine so bright inside of you. And it's awesome for me to watch you living life full out and to really like rising up to your potential and listening to the stirrings of your heart as you start this podcast, as you really go after your dream. I am just so incredibly proud of you and honored to be on this journey with you. So thank you. Wow. Thank you so much. Honestly, Emily, like you, the vision of the other owners and that seed of belief that Corey put in you, it has changed my whole family's life and our health. And my husband is home and we're raising our babies together. And like, that's time that you cannot put a price tag on. No, but we have to nurture those seeds or they won't grow. Yes. Yep. Thank you so much. Love you, girl.
Love you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Pretty sure this episode is going to be one of my favorites for a very long time. I love Emily so much. Her message is absolutely universal. And so I hope, my friend, that you have been very, very encouraged. If you want to check out anything we've talked about today, be sure to go to smallqueendom.com slash Emily for more information. Lastly, I want to encourage you to go out, have a great week, make it matter, believe in your beautiful, beautiful dreams, because I believe in you, my friend. Bye-bye.